Hey, it's Seamus from Newhoff Media Lafayette, and this is Inside Our Towns, the podcast about the people and places that make our communities great. Season one, episode one. Now, today we're going to be focusing on the city of Lafayette, past, present, and future, and our guest is none other than Mayor Tony Wojciechowski. Tony, how are you doing today, sir? Hey, Seamus. I'm doing great. Uh, Thanks for having me. You doing all right? We are doing very well. Yeah, I'm really excited about this project. You know, I've uh, through the years been able to meet lots of people like you and other mayors and and just people throughout the community. And everyone has all these great stories about our communities and surrounding communities. And so um, and I have done a very poor job of uh, relaying those on the radio. And so I figured it'd be time that I talk to the experts and let some people in on some stuff that they probably don't know about our towns. But before we get into that, we do have to establish you as a native Lafayettean. So, um, yes, Yes. born and raised here, clear back in 1960. Okay. And where did you go to school? Tell me a little bit about school uh, growing up and what the town was like when you were a kid. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to do this and I appreciate you you doing it. I think this is a neat thing for the community, and anytime we can communicate things like this, I think it's 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 wonderful. So, uh, yeah, I was born and raised here. I was, uh, like I said, I was born in 1960, and I lived in the uh, north end of Lafayette. I grew up down on uh, Longlois Drive, and so, you know, my, my earliest memories really are of, of that neighborhood. You know, it was... Uh, Lots of families, lots of kids. If you wanted to play a game of football, you could get 11 kids on each side, right, or pick up game of baseball. There was just kind of kids and families everywhere. So we we lived uh, close there to the intersection there of Elmwood and – I'm sorry, Underwood and uh, Elmwood. And there was – at that time, that's where the Wells Jaegers best – drugstore was. So I still remember going down there uh, to, to get our, our medicine. They still had a soda fountain in there. You could get candy for a penny. Um, and then there was a laundromat across the street and a little barber shop. Uh, of course, Vinton School was there. So, you know, my brothers and I, we, we walked to school, uh, walked home for lunch, and then went back uh, to school, and that neighborhood, you know, really was our home base for everything. Our, our Cub Scout troop uh, was there, and then later our Boy Scout troop was in that um, neighborhood. Lots of friends, you know, that went to Vinton School. We had the Longlois 500 every year um, for several years during the 500. Us kids would get on our bikes, and we'd race around Longlois and Prairie Lane, and the parents got little trophies and passed out little trophies, and we did bike races. And, you know, it really was just a great, great place uh, to grow up. Mom shopped at Payless, and Payless was relatively new there. And then, uh, you know, a couple other little uh, grocery stores and butcher shops uh, around around town. We used to ride our bikes down to Mom's Root Beer Stand, a place called Mom's Root Beer Stand, an old A&W Root Beer Stand uh, that was at the corner there of 19th and uh, uh, Schuyler Avenue, where the a Village Pantry is now, and uh, later went to Sunnyside and then Jeff High School. But it was just a 
wonderful neighborhood, a great place to grow up, kids everywhere to play sports with and hide and seek and all of those all those things. It was a lot smaller then, though, correct? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we have in Lafayette now that was not around then. Oh, you know, absolutely. Uh, it's grown exponentially over the last several years. And I'll be honest with you, you know, back then we kind of stayed in our own own little area. Like I said, I went to St. Lawrence Church, uh, which there was in the north end, our Cub Scout troop, our Boy Scout troop, our grocery stores. Uh, you know, we didn't we didn't go uh, we didn't go too far, but Lafayette wasn't wasn't that big back then. And I remember my dad telling me that when we us boys were young, he'd drive us out uh, 26 to Monitor Springs. And uh, we'd get a drink there and monitor. There still was an active spring in the summer. He tried to put him and mom trying to put us to sleep. And then, you know, we didn't have air conditioning in the home at the time and drive us back. And there was literally just nothing out that way. And, uh, you know, uh, I remember where the post office currently is uh, was the old drive-in theater that we'd go to. Or sometimes we would just go over to the Crouch School there. Uh, the, it backed up there. Part of it backed up, and we'd watch through the fence, or we'd climb the fence and sneak into the drive-in theater uh, right there. And that was really the edge of, you know, the edge of town for a, a long, long time. So, um, you know, we'd go to Sites's Food Market down on Underwood, Aid Service Station down on Schuyler Avenue, and our world was really, it really was wrapped around that small you know, part of the north end of, of Lafayette. Now, after that, you decided to go into law enforcement. So why did you want to go into law enforcement? You know, it was really, uh, I went to high school and then on to Ball State to play football and to study criminal justice and corrections. But I, I made that decision when I was about in eighth grade. And, uh, you know, that's about the time in junior high, eighth and ninth grade, they start well, back then they gave you little pamphlets on different careers, and you would kind of read them. And um, you know, it kind of had narrowed down. I was thinking about, well, I'll probably maybe either be a policeman, or I wanted to be a high school history teacher uh, because I do like uh, history, and a football coach because I played football at Jeff, and then I played football at Ball State, and uh, so those were kind of the two things. But what really solidified it for me was I got a chance to go uh, to the uh, Indiana State Police Career Camp, and the Kiwanis sponsored me. And after I went to that career camp, I came back from that, and I never wanted to be anything else but a a policeman. So uh, getting that opportunity uh, to go to that, that career camp a long, long time ago, I mean, I went sometime in the 70s. I don't require, uh, remember exactly what year I went, uh, but sometime in the 70s. And from there, you know, that's that's all I that's all I wanted to do was be a policeman. Now you're you're famously were a, a partner of West Lafayette Mayor John Dennis. Tell us a little bit about your guys' experiences, the ones that you want to tell, because John is going to be on the podcast here in a couple of months, and so he's going to tell some other stories, I'm sure. But which ones would you like to talk about? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've known John literally. I started in '83 on the police department. He started in, in '84 and '85, '84, '85, right in there, and. Uh, 
you know, we've been friends for a long time. We were in the patrol division together. We were in uh, the detective division together, held some different ranks. Um, you know, the funny stories I tell about John is he liked to wear his hair way too long to be a patrol <laughs> officer, and I used to tease him about that, and he, I'm sure he'll bring that up uh, probably in some of the uh, the stories. Uh, but, you know, we shared a lot of uh, times together out on the street, difficult times where we had to go to bar fights or, or, or homicide investigations or different things uh, like that, and then a lot of fun times, too. Uh, the city was very small when we started. On the midnight shift, we were supposed to have six of us, and that's usually what we had. Some nights we did have more as the years went on, but when we first started, most nights were, you know, there were just five or six of you out there uh, patrolling. So there was a lot of time, and you really got to know each other. Uh, you know, one of the things I really remember that going through John with a difficult uh, time was, uh, you know, when he had the potential that he was affected by, uh, infected with AIDS uh, from a situation where he got spit on and blood on him and different things. And, uh, you know, it was a tough year for him, though. He had a lot of restrictions and a lot of things he couldn't do, but, you know, kiss his daughter, uh, had to be careful what he ate or how he ate, if he put down a fork, and just because there was a lot of unknowns about AIDS back then that, that wouldn't happen today, obviously, if the same situation happened. But that was a tough time, and I remember going through that with him. And then, you know, the little things, too. Like I said, when I built a house, uh, he came and, uh, you know, spent some time helping me build the house. And I will tell you, he is a poor carpenter, so he mostly <laughs> carried stuff. Um, and when he got a dog, I think his name was Teddy, he needed a dog house. I, I gave him a dog house. So, we had, we had a lot of professional and personal time that uh, that we spent together that I think was really just instrumental uh, instrumental for both of us in our development and and the way that we lead our our organizations today. Now, when was when did you make the decision that hey, you know what? I think one, I'd be a good mayor, and two, I'm going for this. When at what point in your career did you say I want to be the mayor? Yeah, you know, that's I, I tell that story to uh, a, a lot of youth that I talk to when I go speak at schools and um, different settings. When I talk about how life takes a lot of twists and turns, you know, we can't be afraid to take chances and also give examples of, you know, no, nothing works out perfect for everybody and everybody gets kicked in the stomach once in a while and gets knocked down and has to get back up and you know, look at their life and do things. And, and you know, my, my journey was the same. I, I never dreamed that I would be the mayor. I did not grow up thinking I would be the mayor, that I would run uh, for, for public office. And, uh, you know, later in life, you know, if you may not recall this, but I was actually a city councilman for four years before I was the mayor. So I was elected to the city council in in 1999 and you know i got involved with that because i grew up in the north end and there were some things in the north end that were very uh important to me you know swimming pools and McAllister center and parks and just different different things that i had concerns about and so i i talked to my my dad and i was very blessed to have a wonderful uh mother and and father who uh uh, you know, cared about us, believed in education, believed in community, 
Um, and uh, I was talking to my dad about it and some of my concerns, and he said, well, you know, then you ought to do something about it. And I said, well, I thought about maybe running for city council. And he said, you know, in a, in a stern voice, in a, in a stern way, um, you know, I'm going to repeat the language exactly, but, you know, <laughs> He said, well, then you ought to do something about it. Anybody can, so blankety-blank, kind of sit around on a couch and complain, but if there are things you feel are important, you ought to throw your name in the hat and and run, and don't be afraid to give it a try. And so in 1998, about a year before the election, I decided that I wanted to run for city council and uh, did that and was fortunate enough to be elected. And it was really that council experience and sitting on the council uh, you know, getting to know people and processes even better. I've been active even before I got involved with local politics. I was on the board of directors for, you know, Hannah Center, Big Brothers and Big Sisters, the Mental Health Association, uh, Southside Community Center, which is now Bauer. Uh, I was one of the founding board members for the Tippecanoe County Council on the Prevention of Child Abuse. We started that clear back in the 90s because I spent a significant portion of my career being a juvenile detective where I investigated many of the unfortunate child abuse, child molesting cases that occurred in the community and even was involved when uh, Joe Trueblood unfortunately uh, had had murdered his uh, girlfriend and her two children and a couple other child homicide uh, cases. And so um, um, you know, I was really, really active in the, in the community, and then building on that with city council. Uh, that's really what got me thinking about running for mayor. And then, um, you know, humbly, I would like to say I got a lot of encouragement from a lot of people that that felt that uh, the job I had done as a policeman and as a city councilman uh, would translate well in into the office of mayor. And I got a lot of encouragement from people. Uh, to run. So I, again, you know, um, my parents were, hey, you can't be afraid to take risk. And if something's important, um, you got to try to walk through that door and see where it leads you. And so I decided to run for council, or I'm sorry, mayor's office in uh, 2003 and was fortunate enough to um, be elected. And uh, I'm in my in my fifth term now. Well, let's talk about Lafayette Pass. Everything has to start somewhere. Do you know the story of how this came to be, this town. Yeah, I mean, when you when you talk when people talk about William Digby and uh, you know how he uh, platted uh, the original Lafayette, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about. Um, he was very young. There's talk about he was kind of a gambler and maybe <laughs> a little bit of a, a drinker and uh, some things like that. But he he saw the. Um, Location here along the Wabash River, and obviously back then, uh, transportation was much different uh, than it than it was now. Not even with the railroad, but you know, with the river and the Wabash and um, you know Erie Canal that that actually came a little bit later. But um, you know, he saw advantages. Uh, they said he played cards a lot, and uh, <laughs> there's a lot of different lore about exactly how that started. But at the end of the day. Uh, you know, he did pick a a good spot, and that that uh, uh, ended up being in the crossroads of America from the highway system 
uh, also, and uh, and then of course with uh, you know West Lafayette. Well, I'll, I'll let you talk to Mayor Dennis about that, but. You know, with the way Purdue got started, and again, I won't go into to all that. I'm sure that's going to talk to John, but uh, it, it um, from a very small plot, from a very you know person that I'm not sure exactly knew everything he was doing from the <laughs> stories that you hear. It it, uh, it turned out very well. Well, let's talk about Lafayette present. So, uh, 2020 was a very tough year for everyone, including the Lafayette community. But when you look at our community right now and where the city is at right now, what are your thoughts on what we're doing? Well, I mean, you know, overall, we, we did fare better than, than most places. But, you know, let me, let me start by saying, you know, my, my hat and my heart goes out to all of our health care workers, our nurses, our doctors, our aides, everybody involved in health care, our police officers, firefighters, EMTs. Teachers, LUM, Lafayette uh, Transitional Housing, United Way, our, our community really stepped up as we as we always do, and in governments to work together to try to help us, you know, get through this. And, and certainly, our hearts go out to those that have lost their life to COVID uh, during this period. But um, from a from a standpoint of of you know how we got through this. A lot of projects, Lafayette, West Lafayette, and Tippecanoe County still continued. SIA did not cancel their $150 million expansion that's underway uh, right now, and, and the work and the jobs that they're going to bring to us, from some of it from Japan. A um, lot of things the city was able to do uh, with buildings downtown and our water and sewer infrastructure still took place. I mean, our small businesses, wow, just locally owned, took a significant hit. Our restaurants in particular, but, you know, people have tried their best to work together. The city did those uh, two rounds that were in the second round right now of, of money that we gave away uh, to local businesses through CDBG funds and other uh, programs. So there's been a lot of pain. There's been a lot of heartache that, that can't be denied. Uh, but we we are, I do feel, positioned to come out of this better than most places because of some of the things that have been able to uh, continue, and the construction industry has still been uh, quite strong um, this year. And so, wow, lots of pain and suffering, and our heart goes out to those folks. A lot of gratitude to people from everybody, from the people in the grocery stores that kept the, the shelves stocked, uh, to those small businesses that have just clung and hung on, you know, by their fingernails and doing everything they can. You know, our community has shown great community pride, resiliency, and, and a willingness to, uh, to work together. And, and I'm so glad these vaccines are getting out now. And I think you'll see as that continues um, that a lot of things will, will pick back up here, um, you know, relatively quickly. Well, and we are. Let's transition to Lafayette in the future, because that's one of your jobs is to look down the road. So what are you most excited about about Lafayette in the future? Well, I mean, I, I think it's always, you know, the people and the growth that we've been, have, been able to have here. Uh, we've been able to continue to grow and our local, uh, you know, in Lafayette specifically, our advanced manufacturing base. 
that provide really good jobs is, is strong. Uh, there's a good foundation there. And like I said, with Subaru's massive expansion and some other things that I think you'll continue to see, I think we're poised, you know, for continued economic growth. And the city has expanded its infrastructure so we can have that. And, you know, an example was, you know, just a couple months ago, and time goes so fast, you know, we were celebrating GE's fifth anniversary here. Is the aviation industry down? Yes. Has GE had to try to, had to lay some people off? Yes. But what did they announce at the five-year anniversary? That the passport engine was being moved from another state uh, to be built here in Lafayette. So that was, you know, so even during difficult times when they had to make difficult decisions about plants and locations, Lafayette was actually chosen to build a second engine here now. And so I think that shows the strength of our workforce, our education system, our, our, our base uh, here in, in our local economy and with our suppliers, Tier 1 and Tier 2, for those other uh, industries that we, we still have those fundamentals in place that will allow us to continue to grow. Our baseball stadium is going to get finished up and our zoo and our merry-go-round and the lagoon. So all those quality of life initiatives that we know people want, none of them have been canceled. None of them are not going to get completed. So I feel good about we're, we, we have all those pieces of the puzzle still coming together to make this place a great people place for people to live and work and raise their families. Well, I don't want you to lose any votes over this, but I'm going to ask you, where is your favorite place in Lafayette to eat? You only get to pick one, but what is your go-to place that you, when you go out and eat, where, where you got to go? Right. And that, that, you know, I've always gave the, given the <laughs> same answer. Uh, I do caveat it just a little bit with dessert and, you know, uh, I do like dessert. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I tell people my favorite place still is Arnie's. Uh, our family goes there a lot, and you know, going clear back, if you you know, Arnie's wasn't here when I was first born, uh, but but came later. But literally, even back in junior high, we would get done playing football games um, at Sunnyside, and the football field used to be right there at 18th and Union, where there, there's a, a an actual building now there, the Howard Center. But that was the football field, Then we walked up through Murdoch Park to take our showers and play, and then, you know, we all walked down to Arnie's, even back then, after, we couldn't even drive, and <laughs> seventh, eighth, and ninth grade, we walked down through the woods, and we all walked over to Arnie's and got a pizza, and I remember being able to get, I'm going to probably get this wrong, but somewhere in around, we still were able to get a small pizza and a drink, and I don't think I spent $3, I think it was 2 something if i remember so an arnie's pizza or or some of their other food and then you know right over to uh either budgies or the frozen custard for a chocolate ice cream cone for dessert my my answers my answers never really change (laughs) (laughs) all right parting thought why do you love lafayette you know this, this i love the people here this this is a place where people have always cared about their community cared about their schools, um, wanted to create a great place for people to live and to have opportunities and have found ways to pull together. I mean, we haven't always agreed and don't always agree on everything, but people are able to 
to work through that. And because of that, we've been able to grow. And with, with Purdue University and the synergies that are, are created, it's just, it's just a great place to live. There is a lot to do here, and there's a lot of opportunities. And it's a place if you work hard, um, you're going to get a chance to do things. And, and if you think about, to the people that have been, been educated here at Lafayette, Jeff, the other schools, Purdue, and went across, they have changed the world. People from Lafayette, Indiana, and people that have been educated here have, have, have went out not only and changed our community, but changed the world. Inside Our Towns, the podcast about the people and places that make our communities great. New podcasts will drop on the first day of each month where podcasts are podcasting. You can also check them all out at newhoffmedialafayette.com. That is the City of Lafayette, past, present, and future. And Mayor Tony Rozworski, thank you so much for being our guest today. You did a great job. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Seamus. I loved it. I'm looking forward to it.